So this is the fourth uh, question and answer session with Sayadaw Tejaniya and students at the Vipassana Meta Foundation retreat, November 19th, He says, yes, there is a time when you can choose to do something like, you know, watch one object while you know other things. And the example he gives of a situation where you would do that is when you are emotional. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to turn on. Sorry. Should I repeat that? <laughs> Could you hear that? What I said just now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, that was okay. Okay, so I don't need to repeat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that was okay? Yeah. Okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. It looks like the speaker has changed. Is, this, is it coming out of the speaker? Yes. No, I had forgotten to turn it on. Okay, we're good. Yeah, but did you... Yeah, okay. We're good. Okay. <coughs> Sorry, what did... Why only in the emotional situation? Oh, papilo emotion pima, babe. Papilo is what? Now she's a baby, oh. 
Because when we are emotional, it means that the awareness is no longer uh, equanimous. Mm-hmm. And so now we need to uh, work on what is important. Right? So you pay attention to something, even though you know the other words. Yeah, to Because it's always what it is important to be pure is the awareness itself. Because it's when the awareness is pure that uh, wisdom can arise. Right? So when the awareness is no longer pure, you're feeling emotional. Clearly, if you're feeling the emotion, then the awareness is not feeling neutral towards it. Right? So then you need to take care of that reaction in the mind. In the awareness. ก็ตัวอคัมปานิ่งเดอะเวลล์ก็อาจารย์ซะอัตโตอายุเนสะเนาะเยสซะอัตโตจ๋าอายุเนสะอายุเนสะเราตะพี่ๆอ้าวก็
You don't have to choose. You know what's being noticed. Because um, the five physical senses are connected to the mind sense door in the sense that in the end they are recognized by the mind. Right? So, but if you know the mind, particularly the faculty of the knowing, then you know whatever is coming up from the physical senses at the mind as well. So if you're able to be in that state, and usually um, when you're in a, a neutral, balanced, and uh, a state with some momentum, right? Or, or practice, yeah. Then you stay there. Yeah. And the reason when you're able to stay with the mind, um, when he says mind, he means awareness. When you're able to stay with that, it is good to do that, is because then you have the whole picture, not just the, the objects that you know, but you also know the awareness, and if some um, attitude comes into the awareness, and you know, some, some reactions, grasping, feeling. non-grasping, feelings come into the, <clears throat> to interfere with the awareness. So then you know the interaction between how we are being aware, and how that changes our perception of the experience as well. So that's how we become skillful at the practice, by understanding how the practice itself affects the practice. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah. Now, your experience ก็มันจะมาเป็นเรื่องที่เป็นเรื่องที่เป็นเรื่องที่เป็นเรื่องที่เป็นเรื่องที่เป็นเรื่องที่เป็นเรื่องที่เป็นเรื่องที่เป็
um, I'm still suffering the same pain. He says, we've sort of made a thing out of the pain. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've, yeah, created, I can't we've created an idea about the pain for ourselves. So that's why we call it a concept. If we were looking at the reality of the pain, then it's what it is in the moment. It's not that pain. It's this pain any moment. Yes. So it wouldn't be it's the, the same pain again ever, but just be it's the, this feeling I have, this feeling right I now, have yes. every time, every time, not yeah. that it's been the same last mm-hmm. ten times. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's why he says, he said this morning, right? In the present moment, everything is new. There's nothing we're seeing now that we've ever seen before. It's new. The reality is always new. He says the moment we think of it in terms of what we've seen before or known before, like it's old, he says it just brings boredom mm-hmm. or despair. <laughs> <or something. laughs> yeah. Same, same, yeah, same, and we're finished, he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but reality is always new. It's always new, always fresh. Rising and passing away, young like Shanda. A man, rising away, passing away, a digger move, right? The chore, the Catholic, and what did the Luti? Kaja, Matu Luti. Young in the Luti, I like the yak to do it. Sierra says, We've heard so much about uh, arising and passing away being the sign of impermanence, and um, sometimes we hope to see that or try to see it. And uh, Siano says it's a mistake to sort of believe the words because our experience could come in different ways and it's still a sign of impermanence, for example, and we are not to limit ourselves to the examples he gives. Um, You know, he says sometimes we see that things are changing or things are new. Sometimes you see that it's gone. All of these are signs of impermanence. But if we would keep our mind fresh and not think about impermanence, Yeah, he says, you know, the faith that is important for the practice is just the faith to carry on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
if we truly thought that it's useless to be watching all this stuff going on in this body and mind, we just drop the whole thing and stop. But it's because we have experienced the value of having awareness. We have experienced some benefit of it from it. Uh, we've heard about it maybe. We have some faith in all that, maybe intellectually. And that helps us to carry on. That's what makes us keep doing it, right? And that's why he says, when we notice, like sometimes we don't notice that we've made something into a thing, right? And if we remember, so we're watching something pain, for example, and um, after 10, 20 minutes, we realize, you know, we're still suffering with the same pain. Oh, I'm thinking that this is the same pain. What am I supposed to do? Look for the reaction in the mind. Already, very subtle aversion is doing its thing. A subtle aversion has cooked up its story about this so that you're not looking at the reality, you're looking at aversion's story. Yeah. He always says that pain is the name that aversion gives to its experience. When there's no aversion, when there's no aversion, what is happening is just something happening. We, it's no longer called pain when there's no aversion, no yeah, in the mind. Just as you know, pleasure is the name of mm. movement. Yeah. When he says when there is no aversion, then suddenly what seems solid is uh, different. It's changing. It's flowing. It's new. You know, it, it could seem like there are so many. So many different sensations. Yeah. You realize that it's a combination of many different things, either sensations or ideas or whatever, you know, that that is real. And then it becomes interesting when you see all the components of it. Whereas before, when there was a version, then it's just a solid mass of pain. So he said, we need to spend a lot of time exploring this uh, relationship between the mind and its attitude and its experience of pain. And it's the same with all sorts of pain, you know, like you, we might be in the pain of frustration, for example. And again, you check to see whether you have the right attitude to watching the frustration. You know, and when you don't have an attitude towards the frustration, you know, you don't have a, any frustration with it, he said, then you see frustration differently. Presence of the love and And the, of course, the reverse, right? If you were having pleasurable feeling, then you check to see what 
the attitude is that is being carried by the mind. How much does it lean into? What do you mean? What do you mean by mental being? Yes. Ubamali, the change in message energy. Go check it. Come, my dear, do you mean? Yeah, go blue check. Morning, yeah, came, my dear, yeah, blue check. Yeah, yeah, did I? Yeah, he says there are very simple examples to um, to always remember how our filters um, determine our perception of the experience. He says when we love someone, they're so cute. <laughs> when we're angry with them at that time, they're so terrible. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, the, but that it's. It's still the same he said when he was teaching in Thailand, Korea. Korea, he was teaching in Korea. He said he, so one of the things he says that meditation is watching what is happening as it is, right? And there was um, a penny, there was this couple who was on the retreat, and um, the, you know. That phrase really caught them. They were fascinated by it. Look at what is happening as it is. If you dislike something, like without that disliking attitude, like what is happening as it is. And as it happened, they had uh, uh, they had a conflict with their daughter, a very bad conflict. They not a good relationship at all. And they decided to put it into practice with her. So they went home, because it was, I think in Korea it's a householder retreat, they go home every day or something, I'm not sure. And uh, they went home and they decided to put aside their beliefs about their daughter and just watch her. Just look at her every day. Stop thinking about their interpretations of everything they, that she did, as they always have had done, you know. And they started to see that there were positive things. They started to see her differently. And then their relationship changed. And when he went back the next year, they reported on it. They were better. They were better. <laughs> we all view the world through our belief systems. He says, but in Vipassana, we are um, no longer relying on our belief system. We want to take off that lens and just observe. Siala wants to ask you, maybe some of you know this. He says, some people think that Buddhism is a pessimistic Oh, <laughs> Yeah. And some people think it's an optimistic point of view. He wants to know what you think. 
Do you think Buddhism is optimistic or pessimistic? Realistic. 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 Somebody said and realistic is optimistic. That's <laughs> 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 Yes, that's true. He says, ultimately, what is um, realistic, what's real, is true, is always beneficial. So <laughs> <it's> <laughs> yeah. He says, yeah. it's, it's dangerous if we always try to just be happy or good, um, you know, always trying to make things um, fine. He said that can drive us crazy too, you know, to always want to everything to be nice. Because that's not real, you know, so we don't have a complete and balanced picture that we are. All of us are both good and bad. Not 100% good. Right. He said that's why the state of mind of the awareness or the quality of the awareness, you know, the the attitude in the awareness, whatever way we want to say it to ourselves, you know, um, that's important. You know, the awareness needs to be unbiased. When the awareness is biased, it says then it's not going to see what's real. He says the mind always gets He puts it this way, he says the awareness always receives the object that it deserves in a sense as, <laughs> as in the sense of being matched with it, you know, like if, if it has aversion, it's going to it's almost like it's seeing an aversive object, but the object is neutral, right? Objects have no inherent uh, value except what the awareness gives it. So, but then, you know, it needs that experience that sort of sets it. Yeah. He says, so we shouldn't look for something that we want to see. The mind is already seeing what it can see. Depending on how strong its lenses อารมณะตัวนี้พูดประธานะคอสเซนเทรชั่นคอสเซนเทรชั่นไปออลคอสเซนเทรชั่นตัวนี้พูดคอสเซนเทรชั่นคือเราเนี่ยดิสิออมอ
dependent on the object. Yeah. They arise Co- simultaneously, but they are, one is dependent on the other. Yeah. yeah, I think it's called codependent arising. Arising, yes, codependent that's right. Codependent arising, arising yeah. So, I guess I'm struggling with if I feel like I'm never in an unbiased mind. Mm-hmm. Like my awareness. Um, so, if a, if a thought's arising, I notice there's aversion, I feel like, okay, the mind is not unbiased. Mm-hmm. Unbiased is in the awareness he's talking about. Yeah. Not in the experience. So, you, are you unbiased about observing? The aversion. Well, it seems it seems quite a, a quick dosido as far as um, you know. There's a quick dance happening of, of bumping from aversion to aversion and and not wanting to stay with it. So then the judgment Ooh. of the awareness is not Ooh. quite unbiased. Yeah, yeah. And so then I wonder, okay, should I bring it to so, so if there's high emotion or high aversion or high pain, and then I'm the aversion is growing. Ooh then I'm kind of wondering, okay, do I go to seeing, or do I go to something else? Because to neutralize somehow the reaction yeah. process that's happening for me. ตัวสัตว์ตัวสินะเนี่ยแหละอ่ะสิตัวตะขามาตัวอันบายสกิดอ่ะชื่อโหลล่ะเนี่ยตัวดอกทับขึ้นเนี่ยตัวเปียดด
like you go to the office and with somebody you don't like, you see them every day, it becomes like a trauma, you know, yeah, you feed this to ourselves. And, yeah. So then choosing a neutral object mm-hmm. to build up your seeing, you know, yeah. art and you are. Yeah, with, you have to build with continuity, yes, then possibly to revisit at some other irritant. At one point, yeah, 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 when you feel strong enough.
He says, and we think the mind is sane, like it's good, but it's really doing all sorts of weird things all by itself. <laughs> Not randomly, yeah. Everything is cause and effect. So it takes something and there's some association, it takes the next thing, some association. It's sort of association after association, but we don't see so many so much of the chains, you know, that it seems random. So that's why when we dream at night, you know, it picks up all this stuff in the day and then sometimes can present it He says, you know, writers they sort of like they want to know all that stuff in the mind, so that that's why they hold. Well, and they might know Go do it with Gopi and Jiva. Go their thoughts and their imagination and all the ideas. Go do it with Gopi and they know that karma. Go think, think, do it. Yeah, when he says, you know, notice when when you're bored and you want to entertain yourself, you know, you have nothing to do. The mind will spin stories that you like. He says, when we're children, we do that a lot, right? We can really play, play house or whatever. Yeah, so the mind is doing all this really in the depths of the mind all the time, he says. So he says, you know, when we're young, we do that a lot, right? We can really play, play house or whatever. He says, you know, this mind that you saw, in a sense, is like our dreaming mind, but you just saw it in the daytime. You just saw another layer because you were mindful. Oh, daydreaming, of course. That's why it's called daydreaming sometimes. You know, the good thing is, the good news is that when you see the mad mind, that's the same mind which sees the mad mind. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, when people are really mad, they don't think they're mad, but when they know they're mad, they're getting better. Yeah. <laughs> Because they know. Knowing is the antidote. So knowing is wise. Wisdom lies in the knowing. Wisdom will follow on the heels of knowing. So that's why he said appreciate knowing. Now Chandala is the other thing that is Chandala is a dear time now is who ultima on that and block problem is here. Pita and the cool toilet. And it's um not strange when we meditate and we, you know, things get better, more stable, we're happy, uh, and all these problems that we thought we'd forgotten or we didn't even know we'd forgotten, sometimes they just pop out. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we have to... Yeah, and it's a good sign in a sense because it's sort of like the mind knows what it can deal with and now like the mind is strong enough and that's why it's presented this to you it's like okay you've been practicing all this time now you're ready to deal with us here (laughs) (laughs) because he says these this uh, hidden stuff under the mind he says it will always bother the mind and we need to clear them so it's sort of like when you get to a certain uh, state of clarity the, the the difficult stuff will show itself so that you can clear it so that then you can after clearing that go a bit further because without clearing it you can't go further than that level of clarity so you know that level of clarity is there to be used <laughs> 
active, you know, just keep applying awareness, just, just, you know, not think too much about solving the problem or anything, just be aware, be aware, be aware. He says, slowly the mind will learn, it'll, it'll, it'll understand, it'll clear, it'll clear, and he says that all this stuff in our insides, they clear out, eventually. And he says, when you really clear out, it feels like the mind becomes so much lighter, like it's like taking a load of baggage off the mind. And then he says, it's like suddenly insights start to then come more easily, more readily, because we've unloaded the baggage that was weighing the mind down. Do you have anyone in your life that you hate? <laughs> no, no, I mean generally. <laughs> He says, we might have, right? And when we practice, there'll come a time when we need to face that, if we have that. He doesn't think we have many people we hate. Are there people we love? Oh, yeah. so many. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, love and hate are intertwined. If you love, you don't hate. The mind. And so we have to understand both. Attachment. Both are forms of attachment. Mm-hmm. Love and hate. And then he says, when we understand all this and its ramifications, etc., he says, then we'll keep moving ahead. And he's not saying that we have to leave home, family, and all that sort of thing. He says, it's not to avoid the object. You know, we love someone. It's not to remove the person or the experience. It's to know the attachment. And if we understand the attachment will go, it's only the attachment that needs to go, not the object or the experience. Through awareness and understanding. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. <laughs> yes. Speaking of failure, I'm here on a one-month retreat, and upon arriving, uh, the meditations were very unsettled, and uh, mine was very unsettled. And so it's been in the last, I guess, four or five days, uh, there's been a shift in uh, the awareness, of course, and also in the, the continuity um, the mind is much more concentrated and what tends to come up uh, almost exclusively now is um, the uh, I guess I could say reality of um, the thoughts that are of calm and of, um, this is during sitting meditation you're sitting talking meditation, about okay. yes. mm-hmm. of calmness <coughs> and of um, 
joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I just heard uh, Saida say something like, um, you know, uh, there, there's always defilement, there's always uh, some uh, something in the mind that has to be not calm but upset. But so I, I'm questioning: Is this calmness and joy that I'm feeling, uh, and I, I have it? It's oh, I think you're. Ref- are you referring to his saying that if you think the mind is wholesome, check to see if there's a reaction in the mind that might be unwholesome? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. Something like um, that. Like there, there might be something lurking there that you don't really realize is there, like some delusion. Lurking or... is a good word. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of trying to, to uh, maybe see the more subtle areas of the mind. Mm. Uh, and I do. I check the attitude. I, I check where these subtleties of aversion, delusion, greed might be hiding. Okay. And. That's okay. I'm not seeing that. I'm not. I'm not experiencing that. Okay. Mm-hmm. The last account that neither to a sabayan or statement, but the chain is that we say guru ngaya lao shi di tu doro nyi lao. Nyi na tu ma di pite. The di kau ne piti ne tu kari pelabi. Oo shi bia piore. Amie kini dashi lao sunset pass ro tuwa sunset. So instead of thinking it should be there now, just keeping an eye open for all possibilities, then when it comes in, you'll be like, aha, because you were open (laughs) rather than believing in a static state. The other, if I might add uh, to this, please. Um, The other is um, uh, I wake up very early, early, early in the morning, and I immediately have a sitting meditation. And the mind is able to go into uh, concentration very quickly. Uh, And then I notice that throughout the day, as I'm uh, progressively becoming more uh, involved with the day, if you will. Um, uh, there's more data in the mind that's <coughs> coming in, right? Yeah. And so uh, the meditations, such as the fifth or sixth meditation sitting in the day, yeah. um, there seems to be 
less, uh, our, our concentration doesn't come as easily. Uh, it doesn't... Um, but you're still aware. I'm very, oh, very much aware of that, yes, yeah. And, uh, but as uh, maybe sometimes it's called going into the zone, and, you know, that's, that sometimes, especially that early, that first morning sit, it just happens so freely and so naturally. Very much aware of that, of course, yeah. um, and acknowledging that. But then, I, you know, as I said, seeing throughout the day, uh, as the day progresses. Um, so is the mind becoming uh, more sensitive or desensitive <laughs> to... <laughs> Situation, or or to the situation being meaning, of, uh, concentration doesn't come as easily. Yeah. But you're still aware of many things. Very much so. Morning and yes, yeah. yeah. And also, may I please add that that um, the mind is still very alert and very bright yes. uh, and very interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, many times the mind is นี่แหละเราจะเคยตมาเตียอย่างมะกองเนาะตูเทนตะลอกอย่างนี้มะกองเนาะโลจิตะลอกมะกองเนาะดาเวแม่ตะเตียอย่างมะกองเนี่ย
So, not to discount that power. It's like whatever experience happens, whether it's bad or good, the mind knows it. And then, so that knowing, is it the same like vinyana? Or is it uh, what? Vinyana is how you think about it. And all who have a picture to think that, so I think about it, I will not want to look at it. Think that, the thing that think that you hope that what? ตุติเนี่ยลูกก็ไอ้ตินะอ่ะบ้างเลยตินะนะไม่รู้สิเลยอายุตินะตะบอล่ะตินะตินะตินะเอ่อหมู่ตินะหมู่อายุวิญญา
So looking is done by the mind intending to use the faculty of seeing to focus on something that is seeing. Yes. Does that become internal or external? Uh, the focus thing would seem to become external at that point. The work of the focusing. Oh, that's continuing to be internal. That is the only work that matches in looking and listening. <clears throat> the thing outside doesn't do any work. Exactly. Right. Yes. Right. So the process is is the process internal or external? It's that's internal. Yeah. Yeah. What you look at is external. But the looking is is internal. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's why he was trying to sort of get to that. Okay. No, sound. Sound is the way. I told you, 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 and then we want to listen to it, we want to pay attention to it, the paying attention is still? Internal. Internal. And then he says, what makes it seem external is that the mind then sort of makes a mental image and gauges a distance. At the object itself. Yes, yes. And that work of gauging that distance, because distance is a concept, makes us feel like it's outside. Right? But the actual work of gauging the distance is still a mental activity. Right? right? So that's right. still internal. And it feels like it's outside. But he says if we um, keep observing this process, we start to realize that no matter how far we think the sound is, what we hear is actually always at the ear. When we actually get into the experience of listening, we start to realize that what we listen to is still heard at the ear. Yes. Yes, we get into the experience enough. And then he says, when we start to see the mind, we start to realize that it's not the ear that hears, it's, it's still the mind, the mind that yeah. recognizes the sound. And that's what I wanted to, um, what, what I saw quite clearly uh, is that there was no feeling uh, at the eye door itself yeah. or the ear door yeah. clearly the feeling was coming from the mind. Yeah. In that. the mind. <laughs> yeah. Now, what was interesting, though, is when I moved to the sense organ of the skin, mm. of the body, it seems a little different. Yeah. So that there's feeling happening, you know, from the external temperature, pressure, but then there's also, I'm able to feel the mind. <laughs> in the body. So, and that's very interesting, or at least what I found, but I don't know if it's even accurate or yeah. not. But um, as a sensory experience, the body seems to have a different quality than seeing or hearing. Kanakuma 
he says the reason it feels like that in the body is because, uh, you know, uh, one of the body is made up of four. The body, 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 okay, I won't say body, it's physical matter. Okay, physical matter, <laughs> rupa, is made up of four things. Um, it's <coughs> karma, karma, result, right? It's the result of whatever from the past and the mind and nutrition and temperature. <coughs> okay. right. So these four things support the body, support this the uh, physical matter, the rupa. And, and there is and because of that, one of the uh, causes, of, one of the things that feed um, this body is the mind. So when the mind changes, there are changes in the See, that's what I was wondering if I was actually experiencing the mind, but with a time delay. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but that's it was odd uh, that I don't know if it was an insight or if it was imagination, but um, but yeah, this quality of the body being able to feel that. Um, it's a re- he's saying that it's a reflection. The body is giving you a reflection of what is in the mind. Of the mind. ยะตัวเปียวได้ฮู้คันกัวตัวตัวรัสซิซาเลยคันกัวได้มาเรามาดิคันกัวได้มาอาเซ็ตมาผิดได้ฮู้ตายดีเลยเนี่ยอะเ
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's helpful. Okay. Now, 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 Okay, you would like him to try this. He says this differentiation between mental and physical, he says, um, is also in our, um, when we know um, our physical senses. Okay, he says, so he says, he starts with this touching thing. Okay, so touching. And I should really let him do it because <laughs> Okay. Do you know that it's touching? And knowing. 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 Okay, touching or see, no? You can see the touching as well. Yes. And you know the touching. Not touching? Yes. Touching. Okay? Touching. No touching? Touching. Right? Yeah. Oh, touching okay. Right? So now, don't think of the touching. Knowing and not knowing. Knowing and knowing. Oh, tira ne, tira, tira. Tira ne, tira ne, tira. Tira ne, kuara, tira. Tira ne, tira. Touching with me, you're going to be with me. Kuara, you're going to be with me. Kuara, you're going to be with me. Touching with me, you're going to be with me. For me, it's knowing and knowing. Yeah. <laughs> because knowing this and knowing that. He's like, no, no. Not, not touching anymore. Knowing, knowing my own mind, what did you say? It's like, knowing, touching. No but more. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Knowing or did or did it. I'm going to know. So, okay. So now, he, the, the reason he does this is for some people, they, they can't really, you know, when he says, be aware of your awareness or know the knowing, some people can't really get that. You know, and he tries to do, and some people get it through this, that he says we can only actually know the touching because we know it. But they can't see the glasses, you know, through which they feel the touching. So then when he tells them, when he does his exercise several times, and then says, don't think of the touching, just that you know. And then when he does that, they sort of detect the knowing through which they know the touching. That was my last question, which was very predominant uh, in the meditation in, in the afternoon, was um, there was really the two predominant qualities uh, in the meditation were just knowing and feeling. Those were really kind of the two primary experiences. And I could really feel that the knowing was more of a mental type of experience. Yeah. And the feeling, though, it did feel more in the, or at least that's where my awareness was resting, yeah. uh, in the physical sensations right. uh, itself. Um, and just if the side has any comments on that. Mm-hmm. Kanzani, I don't know. 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 I don't know
something that I notice in myself and I encourage others yeah. is that when there's a, a big drama going on in the mind yes. and it's, a, it's an emotional storm of some sort mm. and we often know the narrative yes. the narrative is I did this, I should have done that they should have done this, I want to do that and I feel so crappy and, blah, 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 you yeah. know, and we know the story yeah. and we can, we can track the story endlessly yeah. just around and around mm. And then we also know, as Sarah was acknowledging, that the mind conditions the body. Mm -hmm. Meaning, when that story is going on, there's certain sensations arise in the body. Yeah. You know that there, you know, think with these these kinds of locations and these kinds these qualities of sensations. Mm -hmm. But what is often overlooked, I see in myself also, is actually knowing the feeling of the emotion, of the mental state, which is what. Mm -hmm was being talked about. Yeah. So that what I sometimes do, just for my own, what, what does this actually feel like? Is, here's the story, the narrative, and I put it over here. I know the story, it's over here. And then here's all the sensations, the three-dimensional anatomical survey of all the sensations in the body, yes. and I put it over here. What's left? That's the feeling. The mental feeling of this mental state. Yeah. Very subtle though. Compared to the sensations mm -hmm. in the body and the narrative in the mind, the feeling of the of the mental state is extremely subtle. Hard to recognize in the chatter of yeah. Yeah. everything else that's going on. Yeah. Mm. ဆိုရှုံးနေနဲ့သူ့အတူလက်တခါတွေလုံးပုံမိတ်တယ်ဒါပေမဲ့တခြားလိုလက်လုံးခံတယ်သူ့အတူလက်လုံးပုံတဲ
physical sensations as certain emotions. Yeah. But some say, without the narrative or the sensations, nothing, nothing left, no, nothing else. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you point to that experience? His teacher started him um, looking in his like heart area. He would in, in Burmese ye is both chest. the chest and the heart, you know. So look in inside, you know, look inside. Put and, your mind for here. Yeah. Yeah, look here, look here. And he says his his teacher didn't even point, but looking here, yes, you start to see your mental feelings and he knew it was the mind. But some people don't. They keep thinking it's the physical sensations. So um, he says, and he says, you know, wisdom is discernment, right? And when the mind is ready and can discern, it will discern. But when it's not ready, And he says, maybe sadness was not a great example. He says, because we do, we are more, we physically suffer so much when we have negative emotions that the mix-up is is greater. But if you think of enjoying something, Sarah says, is that in the mind or the body? Often it's experienced in the body. uh, But but we more readily recognize the mental There's a taste, it's so clear. And then there's this enjoyment, this and then this this wanting, you know, to keep that liking it, you know, just feeding itself like you know, that, all that those qualities. Yeah. 
showing up. <laughs> okay. Yes. I have a, a question that it follows up on this that um, I think yesterday Saida was recommending we meditate with our eyes open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been trying that. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> one of the problems here is that uh, when I open my eyes, there's so much to look at, and it's most of it is so beautiful mm-hmm. that uh, I get distracted uh, by what I'm looking at, and and I find myself. <coughs> I'm enjoying it, I'm enjoying it, but I'm, I don't think I'm meditating. I'm attached, I'm having an attachment to how beautiful it is. Yeah. So then I say, all right, better go back inside, close my eyes, and really do some work. This, can you do it without closing your eyes? Put your attention inside your body. To, without closing my eyes? Yeah. Yes. Pay attention no. to your yes. feeling or yes, your you breathing. Yes. That's what he means. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, opening my, doing it with my eyes open, sure. it just is harder because I'm more easily distracted, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 you're not a sleepy and sitting yogi, are you? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes when I, I, I can, if I use my eyes to wake myself up, that can be very helpful. Yeah. He says, when he recommends sitting with the eyes open, it's, you know, it's to prevent dullness, right? But we can also do it as a general exercise in a way to help us to exercise awareness when we are doing all our other things with our eyes open. ที่เขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว่าเขาบอกว
seeing or looking. Yes, we just get swept into the things that we see and look at rather than noticing the process of seeing and looking. Yesterday, a story came up mm-hmm. that I I was aware that it might not be true, mm-hmm. but the result of that was that um, the emotional pain come up, and I, I realized that that also come from you know, other situations that contribute to that pain, yeah. and I noticed that I didn't like it, that yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go away, yes. and so in that process of um, I guess uh, struggling with not wanting that to be, and it, w- it was pretty intense emotional pain that comes up. Um, and in that process of, on the one hand, trying to hold it and be with it, I was also <coughs> wanting to lessen it yes. by, you know, doing the loving kindness and um, caring. Um, and at um, one point, the the memory about, you know, that's what I was saying about how the mind that knows the pain is not in pain, something like that. Yes. Um, so then it's, it's almost like there's a shift out of mm. being with that pain into this other part. Yes. And we're still aware of the pain that was still there, yes. but it seems like I'm kind of out of that. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm watching it more so than being part of it. Being part of it. Yeah. And I guess the question that so so then then um that feels like a, a relief and I like it. <laughs> I, guess, I guess my question is is that okay a way of uh, working with that? Yeah. <laughs> ยอมอยากขาดบ่ดีเกษะเนี่ยปัตตะปิโลตะชาหาเลยแลปาเลยเอ้อจองเลยโกดีอะเวทะคุเลยหมู่บ่อะเวทะตะชาหาเลยโห
He says, you know, in the beginning you said um, you had a thought and you don't know whether it was true or not, but it brought on this emotion. He says, if a thought brings on great pain, you know that that thought is a wrong thought. Mm. Very sure, very sure. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.